0: Well, I kind of have the exact same opinion that all that both of you guys have. What? Why do we um, never have
1: differing opinions? Uh,
2: because we're because we we're smart. We are games. smart underqualified knuckleheads. Fine. Okay. Uh, all righty, good afternoon. Good morning, whatever time we caught you. Welcome back to the Underqualified Knuckleheads Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Keen, with Andy Newman, your other co-host. Andy, how are you doing today?
1: I am not doing too bad. I'm doing even better with our dude, Zach Greer, in the studio. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing well, by the way.
0: I am really tired, but you know what? I made some time out of my day to come on this podcast because I heard that we have some very exciting stuff that we are talking about today, and I cannot wait to go over it.
2: Yes, yeah. indeed. We will be talking about some very interesting stuff. Zach Greer is a avid, avid historian for the NBA and probably knows more than Andy and I combined. Oh, yeah, that's, that's
1: pretty obvious. That's <laughs> why he's in the studio <laughs> right what, now. I, said, I hope you uh, know. <laughs> like, <what> I <laughs> used to care about the NBA, but it is just... It my, like, level of I don't care. Basketball kind of takes
0: over my life as much as that football takes over Andy's life.
1: That is – okay, I understand that. And thank you for at least doing this when you woke up at 5 a.m. this morning. Uh, for, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, not, not to plug another media
2: outlet, but you could have seen Zach Greer today on Cardinal Weather. Woo-hoo. Waking up with Cardinal Waking Weather. Waking up
0: with wow. Cardinal Weather. Me and my guy Vinny Monerano decided to talk about the Super
1: Bowl. Yeah, and I guess Vinny will be on here at some point here soon. So. Oh, yeah. In well, the future. In a couple weeks. In the got- in the next, like, eight years or so, we'll get <laughs> Vinny on, I'm we're sure. Gonna, we're going to run for a long time. Um, but
2: <laughs> first and foremost, yesterday was the NFL Honors Night. All the big people and all the big places talking about all the big football stuff.
1: Except for Tom Brady, who is, like, never there. Tom Brady doesn't go. he's, yeah, too, I mean, he's, he's never. Too good. He doesn't. Never. He never goes. Hey, Tom
2: like. Brady for the third week in a row. Tom Brady God. is mentioned in our episode. Why did
1: I bring him up again? Ah, oh, it's just lovely. You just had to do it name. to yourself. We just it's not, had. To do it's it. my fault. Yeah, I know.
2: Okay, but first, uh, defensive player of the year, T.J. Watt. He was given the award by his big brother, J.J. Watt. I don't think. I don't think you can really argue with this pick. I mean, twenty-two and a half sacks dragged the Steelers'
1: defense oh, all yeah. season. Like the only the only uh, person that I saw that was like kind of upset about it. Um, and if you look, there was a. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the Colts a lot today because I feel like, and I know, and JJ Watt was the was a perfect choice. I'm really, just gonna look Here at the we camera go. Like, Here I we go. Look at the camera like Jim. <laughs> Whatever. I think I think TJ Watt was a perfect choice. I would not have picked Darius Leonard over him, but obviously Darius Leonard was unhappy with that choice. If you. They the Colts posted some sort of picture lining up all the stats of the previous winners of the defensive player of the year, and Darius Leonard out um like was better than all of them in each stat. So he, he tied Michael Strahan's sack record, so I mean, yeah, no, I, I mean, get it. Keep I, in I, mind,
0: TJ Watt played fifteen games this season. Yeah, I understand. And I I just want to say this that I think that what we saw this season was something that we have not seen in a long time when it comes to depoys. Because we saw so many amazing players. Robert Quinn. I'm going to mention the Chicago Bears because I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Yeah. Robert Quinn
2: had 18 and a half sacks and did not get mentioned once this season. That's a pretty good defensive showing. I I would agree with you. This has been a wonderful year of NFL, and but like it, said, it was clearly it was, it was clear. clear clearly TJ Watt. Yeah. I don't think there's any 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 issue with that. Offensive Player of the Year, Cooper Cup. Won the Triple count, Crown for just the fourth time in NFL history. 17 yards shy of Calvin Johnson's all-time single-season receiving yards record. I don't think there should be anything. I think the Colts fan in the room is going to have
1: something to say about it. But No, I understand. Again, I think a lot of Colts fans are understanding of the fact that Cooper Cup had an, an insane season. I understand that. Do I think that he should have won the award? Sure, yeah. That was his award to win. I think JT had a fantastic season obviously miles ahead of everyone else in the running back uh, at least category other than Derrick Henry but Derrick Henry got hurt so you really can't put him in that category anymore so but I think at one point in time maybe he was an MVP candidate maybe he was a shoe-in for the offensive of player of the year we didn't make the playoffs I mean that kind of killed him yeah
0: Cooper Cup balled out every single game it was unbelievable it i mean last time we saw the triple crown was what steve smith in like 2005 or 6 it's been a while it's been a while it's been a really long time and even though even though cooper cup you know played in the slot and went up against linebackers and nickel corners he still had an amazing season oh yeah i
2: I think well if also if you take into into account the fact that the rams played him in every position possible yeah you saw him uh, in the in in this playoff run, they were using him as a as a third blocker for for the run game in the slot, going for big bombs. He is their Swiss Army knife, and he's kind of like the perfect tool for Matthew Stafford to have. Any quarterback coming into a brand new system from a different team to have a guy like Cooper Cup, like you can always find him. You always know he's there. He's always your go to guy. Uh, I don't really think he any anyone else should have won it. Um, moving on to the other offensive award offensive rookie of the year, Jamar Chase, third in TDs, 1400 receiving yards.
1: I some people thought it was just, it was supposed to be Mac Jones. Do you guys remember it no. was
0: it was like in the middle of the season where Mac Jones took over like the projected odds yeah. to win rookie of the year and then the very next game he goes 2 for 3 with 19 yep. yards and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> why was
2: he in consideration for winning the award in the first place. I get it a little bit because, like, the Patriots did really well. Like, I think that everyone thought the Patriots would be rebuilding for another year or so, but the, they they turned it around really quickly. Very very quick bounce-back rebuild. But no, no, I don't think Mac Jones should have ever been in I contention. think he was
0: in consideration slightly
2: because he's a quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's, exactly, yeah, that's the probably. only – he was the best rookie quarterback out of, like, what was supposed to be in a fantastic class, which mm. honestly – from at least this year, has been kind of meh. Yeah, like could, yeah. Trevor Lawrence really didn't do anything. Zach Wilson definitely didn't do anything. I mean,
2: Trevor Lawrence had Urban Meyer as a yeah, coach. Okay. but Still but didn't do yeah, yeah. Right. anything.
1: Trey Lance didn't even play. Trey Lance didn't play. He played like one game but was hurt. And um, then Justin Fields got hurt. Yeah. So so I think I think by default. Lo-
2: probably in the future this will look good, but yes, I agree. This season was pretty underwhelming. Um. But I actually, I think back in the draft, I criticized this pick very heavily because I thought they should have taken Panay Sewell, helped out that offensive line, helped Joe Burrow out. I am glad the Lions got Panay Sewell. Yes. And I also take it back. Jamar Chase has just been otherworldly. It was so weird when they drafted him. But then
0: after it, like, it clicked in me, like, oh, Burrow just wanted to go and get his guy from LSU. LSU. And. Yeah. You look at the Bengals like last season when they were terrible. Joe Burrow didn't do anything, and then you go and get Jamar Chase, a guy that he played with in college, and then all of a sudden the Bengals are like the biggest threat in the NFL in the Super Bowl. In and in the Super Bowl, it was, I mean, so
1: weird. Don't get me
2: wrong; they need to draft an offensive line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they need to work I, that. And I mean,
1: completely serious. I think that offensive line is going to be their Achilles' heel in the Super Bowl on Sunday. But we will later. we will we'll know. talk about that. But later. no, Jamar Chase has elevated this team t- to a level that I was I unaware that they could even reach this like uh close after drafting Joe Burrow. It's been two years. Yeah. And they're already in the Super Bowl. Like they've been elevated to a team that can compete on a high level with the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah.
2: And and I mean, maybe it might be a little bit of a of a big first year boost underdog type mentality, but we hey. can all see this Bengals team being a perennial playoff team for the yeah. next and Jamar And Jamar is one of the biggest pieces of that. So Jamar definitely, is of
1: definitely worthy of the award.
2: Yeah, moving on. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Micah Parsons. 13 sacks from linebacker. Three force fumbles, 64 solo tackles. There was actually a little bit of talk of him maybe being Defensive Player of the Year. Hey, uh, hot yeah.
0: take. If this year was not that good in terms of, like, all the play. If we didn't see T.J. Watt tie a record, I probably would have voted for Micah Parsons.
2: I would agree. If if we did not see such dominance in defense this year from from multiple players, this could have been a year where Micah Parsons won it. As because
0: a the Cowboys, before drafting Parsons, were terrible on defense. Oh yeah, they were awful. I remember a specific game where they played the Cardinals on Monday Night Football, and we're just getting torched the entire game and I was like man this defense is terrible and then they go and draft Parsons who I I honestly I saw his his film from Stanford or from not Stanford Penn State and um, I thought he would be okay he'd be a good prospect I was not expecting this at all the amount of sacks that he was able to do and the amount of like pressure that he was able to do as a linebacker he could have been anywhere on the field. And would have been perfectly fine
2: for that Dallas defense. I mean, it was was crazy. He's going to be – I mean, obviously, if if Dallas doesn't start being the team that they can be in the next couple years, he'll be on a different team. But he will be a tool for whatever team he's on throughout his
1: career. Oh, yeah. I think think Dallas will get it turned around, if that's what you're talking about. I feel like they probably should have done it this year. I really don't know what the problem was or what's going on. Dallas has literally all the pieces to win a Super Bowl, and – lost to, I mean, it's okay, Mike the, the Niners were a team that were worthy of getting lost to, I guess, maybe, but it's the Mike, Cowboys should have been able to they do had
0: it. A, they had the offense. They had the defense. And yeah, they had everything.
2: It's Mike McCarthy. You yeah. really think so? I
0: th- I think it's Mike McCarthy. I, th- I don't think, the especially the game against the
2: 49ers, it was Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Honestly, up until, like, last week, I kind of forgot that he still was the head coach. I thought he got fired. I was almost sure that he got fired, and then I was like, oh, he's still the coach. Um, But moving on, um, Comeback Player of the Year, there's a little bit of debate about this, but Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, I think he deserves it because of what he's done. If the Bengals didn't go to the AFC Championship, didn't go to the Super Bowl, I think it would have gone to Dak Prescott.
1: Now here's here's the thing, though. These awards are supposed to be regular season-based. But I feel like there has to be some sort of like postseason bias that kind of goes into it. It's the recency
2: bit. bias. Yeah, it's one hundred percent
0: recency bias. I I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I hate this award. I can't stand it. Comeback and, player. It, and it sounds weird, but the way that they give out the award is so strange to me. You should they get they used to give out the award to just whoever had the best season with the injury that they had, and then Alex Smith won it last year after you know almost not being able to walk, and he played – Almost t- dying, actually. Yeah, he and then he, he played terrible, but he came back and played football, and so it was kind of like – it kind of threw off what, you know, they were trying to do for the award, and I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is that Joe Burrow had an amazing season, and if it's a regular season award, I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't have voted for Joe Burrow. Mm. I would have voted for Nick Bosa. Do you know how well he played this season? I Nick think he Bosa.
2: I, Nick Nick, Bosa tore his ACL last year. Nick
0: Bosa tore his ACL in week two. He had 15 and a half sacks this year as a Hmm. defensive lineman being double teamed and was second in the league in tackles for loss. He'll be good. He was voted to the Pro Bowl almost unanimously. Hmm. And nobody talked about it, but because of the amount of hype and media presence that was around Joe Burrow, Nick Bosa, like, honestly – Could have won that easily. I just
1: That's an interesting take.
2: Nick Bosa could've won it easily. I, I would agree with that. Dak Prescott could have won it easily. Yeah. I mean, he he didn't do anything miraculous this year, but and he put up good numbers. Yeah, he. But after I I still when I think Dak Prescott, I cannot get the image of that ankle oh, or yeah. that ankle injury out of my head. Seeing that yeah. live, oh my so god! So whenever I see that, I just I think that I th- whenever yep. I think Dak it was Prescott, unbelievable. I he see came that, back. and it's unbelievable that he came back and he played not not lights out, not the not to the level of Joe Burrow, but. Joe Burrow doesn't make the playoffs or makes mm. just the first round of the playoffs. I could I could easily see either Dak Prescott Dak Prescott or Nick Bosa winning that. Bowl.
0: It was it was strange that Nick Bosa didn't even really get that much consideration for it because he was realistically the backbone of the 49ers defense and why they got to the NFC Championship game while having a torn ACL the prior season. I don't season. even
1: think he was nominated. I I think it was just Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow. Which
0: right. I mean, it was
2: it's a quarterback award.
1: Everything is a quarterback Everyth- award. Everything is a quarterback a quarter- award. It's I
2: the most important position in football. Yes. I mean, I hate to say it. We should start having specific awards designated to specific positions. We should have a kicker of the year award for I like Pete's Or sake. special teams player of the special year. Special teams I like player that. of the year. I would love that. Yeah. Pat McAfee would have won like every year. Devin Hester would have made it. Oh, yeah, like, okay. Well, so, I'm right. Justin yeah. Tucker so all I'm,
0: I'm saying say. is that Joe, Joe Burrow had an amazing season, obviously. Yeah. But if you put Nick Bosa's stats into a quarterback – like a person who had the similar stats of like a quarterback yeah yeah, yeah. they would I know be, what you mean. they would be in an m v p no. they would be mm. the m v p one hundred percent i'm following
2: um and interesting s- and speaking of m v p aaron Rodgers, i you can't you can't argue with it um i think i saw, saw i see an argument for brady i don't i wouldn't have voted for him, but i see an argument I d i doubt't i doubt at all i cannot he didn't do i mean no it, No, I can't. The answer is no. Yeah, I can't see an argument for Brady. Well, just, people
0: are like, "Oh, he was he was like more he was more efficient than Rodgers and all that stuff." Well, I'm mean, like, "Yeah, cares? because he threw more." Yeah. He he had to. He had to throw more because that's the way that their offense was run. If you take Aaron Rodgers off the Green Bay Packers,
2: we saw the game against the Chiefs. Oh my God. It was not pretty.
0: It was terrible.
2: <laughs> I I I pray I I as as a as a fan of the Lions, I pray that Aaron Rodgers does not <laughs> return to the <laughs> NFC North because not only would I love to see what Jordan Love can do in that offense, but also, you know, rid the NFC. We, we
1: saw end. what Jordan Love can do in that offense. Nothing apparently, because not that pretty. game was horrible. Was, I mean, it was. I I, I want to give
2: a young player the benefit of the doubt, but without Aaron Rodgers, that is not the t- the Green Bay Packers
1: that we know. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm just. I'm being completely honest here. I kind of think that he might return to Green Bay. I. That's just the vibe that I've been getting. I, I kind of see it. It's looking that's more just and the more vibe likely. That I've been getting. But, I. Maybe he just retires. Let's, yeah. let's I I don't I don't that, know where he goes. I don't know where he goes. Honestly, I, I I think betting odds are still Broncos. But
0: betting odds are still Broncos. But I don't th- odds I don't no I Bet. don't think Rodgers wants to go to the AFC West.
1: That's my only thing. Yeah, that would make no sense. I mean no. I mean it it makes sense in every aspect other than the fact when you look at the division. I've told
0: Andy this. Yeah. Um, when we've worked with the Fantasy Express radio show. But all I'm saying is that I'm going to be pushing the Aaron Rodgers to Tampa Bay narrative <laughs> just because I feel like it. You know, honestly, if he if he does it, that would be cool. Yeah. If he, if it would be cool. And think about the quarterbacks that he has to play in that division. Taysom Hill, <laughs> Sam Darnold, Matt Ryan. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> I would much rather play those guys than, could Pat, torch Mah- them, low key, yeah. than Pat Mahomes, Derek Carr,
2: and Justin Herbert. I, oh, wow, yeah, I think okay. when you're looking at, at what team to go to in Aaron Rodgers' position, you're not only looking like, where am I going to win? Where am I going to get paid the most? You're looking like, where am I going to look the best? Exactly. That's, that's half the reason why Tom Brady
1: went to the NFC South, because he was like— oh. Okay, gonna well, look, then this all look great He's there. like, this is easy. Wow. Hey, okay. if we're, t- we're talking about quarterbacks in divisions, I'll throw out three quarterback names for you. Oh, Trevor oh, don't Lawrence, you dare. Don't you dare. Davis Mills, and Ryan Tannehill. He's not going to the Colts. <laughs> and, and uh, you
0: know, he's not going to the Colts, I don't think. Oh. But if he does, I mean, that's – I mean, props a- to a- Andy. Andy just, Andy just said it. I mean, the three other quarterbacks he's got to play
2: six times a year, mm-hmm. not bad, not, not great either. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, <laughs> well – Moving on, I'm gonna run through these two real quick. I think this is just for the most yards, uh, FedEx Ground Player of the Year and Air Player of the Year. Is is that? Yeah, just, I do believe so. That's just for the most yards. I, I feel as though
0: sure. I've, I'm gonna be honest, um, and I know the NFL pretty well. I've never heard of these awards. Before. I have.
2: <laughs> I looked it up. They've been giving it out for two or three years.
0: Yeah. I feel like this is just kind of a thing that they gave out because they felt bad for Jonathan Taylor. That and Tom is true. Brady. <laughs>
2: yes. It has to, That has to be it. Hey, Jonathan Taylor stinks. Speaking of Jonathan Taylor, one ground player of the year. Woo-hoo! Tom Brady, one air player of the year. Let's run through that real quick. Great, <laughs> great to those two. Wonderful performance this season. Congratulations uh, to Jonathan good, Taylor. Good job, though. everyone. Like you got, you got to take a second.
1: <laughs> I know. I keep, t- I keep harping on Colts players, but you got to take a second. Jonathan Taylor had a fantastic year. Eighteen hundred plus rushing yards. The dude was dominant. He had a game where he had five touchdowns. Like I don't know that
0: Bills game was unbelievable. No, yeah,
1: we literally dismantled them. Like. <laughs> How do we not
2: make the playoffs, man? And uh, the <laughs> NFL Coach of the Year this season was Mike Vrabel. I disagree. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I, I want to hear your guys' points. Oh first, yeah, but I got I, some. I will say I disagree. Ooh,
1: Andy, go ahead. go ahead. Okay, so Mike Vrabel was able to take a team with that was basically disheveled, without uh, Derrick Henry, and somehow make them the number one seed in the AFC with Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes, the Colts who were going off at that point in time, um, the uh, Josh Allen, yeah, literally everyone. There, the AFC is so insanely stacked with talent. Lamar Jackson, there we have everyone. He, he was injured, yeah, yeah, but still, you were able to be the number one seed in the AFC without Derrick Henry, with literally just Julio Jones who was hurt half the time, AJ Brown who was hurt half the time, and Ryan Tannehill who was like Ryan Tannehill, I guess. And a defense that really – can you name, like, anyone on their defense? That, de- that really?
0: defense was horrendous yeah. because they signed they signed Bud Dupree in the yeah. offseason who was coming off of an injury, and he played in P- Pittsburgh, and he wasn't that great. And everyone was like, man, this Titans defense sucks. They are terrible going into the year. And then they ended up actually playing fine. Yeah, how? And how? They, I, I want to know, Daniel – who did you want to win this? Who, who did you think deserved this award? I
2: think Zach Taylor. I was about to say you were going to say Campbell. This, I <laughs> oh hell no. Um, uh, but I think I think Zach Taylor deserved this award. I mean I know we say it's a regular season award because it is. It's supposed to be yes, but it's never a regular season uh, award. Is they always have postseason bias in there, and if we're taking in postseason bias. Zach Taylor led the Cincinnati frickin' Bengals to the Super Bowl. Again, It's that's, just it, coach of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, he could be the coach but, of the playoffs. Hey, coach, coach of the regular season, two, He got them into the playoffs. They, okay. they I, ran they ran the NF the AFC North. I uh, get your argument because d- did you have the Bengals going last? Did you have
0: the Bengals going last? I had last? the Bengals last in the I NFC can guarantee North. you, every single person who is even who's listening to this podcast right now and just watching this everywhere, they had. The
2: Bengals last, and my 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 shot at Vrabel is that you took that team to the AFC Championship last year. It is already expected. It after you go there, it is now expected. We're turning the same without roster. Derrick Henry though. Adding Julio Jones to your roster, you didn't do anything. You I know, but still, you add a talent like that, a name like that Ugh. to your roster. It is almost expected that you run back to the AFC Championship, and you probably go to the Super Bowl. I think, in terms of Titans front office, they are not seeing this season as much of a success as last year.
1: Well, yeah, because they didn't make the AFC Championship this year. But dude, Mike Vrabel carried that whole team.
0: I get your point. That whole te- I, get, I, I get. I get it. your point. I okay. actually I like your take. Um, I still would go Vrabel oh, just yeah. because they he did get to the AFC Championship. The thing is, is that
1: going into this season, nobody expected the Titans to win more than ten games. Yeah. now give give the Titans. Chuck Pagano, and let's see what happens. <laughs> like I love Chuck. Chuck is one of the coolest dudes I've ever met in my entire life. Nicest guy I've ever met. Give okay, even a worse goes. Give him Hugh Jackson. Where are they at right now? They maybe give, win give two them, games. Give them Urban Meyer. Yeah, give them Urban Meyer. <laughs> give him David. Are Cole? they the number one team in the give, AFC at the end of the regular give them, season? Give no. Them, give him them David. No, Coley. but I just I don't. Oh my
2: okay. god. I I think it could have gone to to Zach Taylor and I get it. Been yeah. understandable. Um. Quick thing though, uh, when Joe Burrow accepted his comeback Player of the Year, he accepted it like via Los Angeles. With that was kind of neat. With, yeah, that was that was kind of neat. And except he, just, he left the trophy yeah. at the table and just walked away. Wait, seriously? Yeah, yeah he, just, like, he, just, he just like forgot it. Went to care. sit back down. So I <laughs> he, thought was, he's focused. He's focused. He's got one. Yeah. Thing he's got in mind. one trophy in his mind, yeah. and it's and it's and it's the Super Bowl trophy. Um, NFL Man of the Year, Andrew Whitworth. Congrats Congratulations, him. He's cool he's, guy. I've I've seen his interviews. I've done, I've read and watched a lot about him. He's just seems like a nice, wholesome guy. What oldest, a good, What a good dude. Yeah, oldest left tackle in the NFL in NFL history. I do believe so. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing but awesome things to say to him wonderful award good for him and the uh, hall of fame class i'm going to read you off these names we're going to give we're going to give andy 2 minutes yes. max yes. for this
1: segment on the hall of fame class okay okay so here here's let's just read off the names for the hall of fame i was sitting in my dorm like on the verge of tears like so excited. I'm not even kidding. I was like, "Oh, come on. Let it be Reggie Wayne. Let it be Reggie Wayne." I was like literally almost on the verge of tears. Like I've I've met this man a, a bunch of times in my life. One of the again, I've said this about Chuck Pagano. Reggie Wayne is one of the nicest, most personable guys. Cares about his fans, cares about the people that I've ever met. And like I was able to like sit in his car one time and he signed his helmet for me. Very cool. Yeah, I know. I Reggie Wayne's a cool guy. Um it was gold car by the way. Very neat. Um anyway, so okay, so let's read the Hall of Fame class for this year. Richard Seymour, who? Bryant Young, who? Larry Butler, who? Tony Baselli, kind of heard of him, but also who? Sam Mills, who? Dick Vernelli, who? Cliff Branch, who? Art McNally, first ref. Okay, congratulations to him, but a ref over Reggie Wayne. Over Reggie Wayne, Devin Hester, Demarcus Lawrence, Jared Allen, Torrey Holt. Okay, quick side note, but I'll tie it to this. How old are you guys? I'm well aware. I'm well aware that these guys are <laughs> these guys are old. I'm probably they were probably as big big names back in the day. I sure. will
2: say, I will say, I understand pretty much most of this Hall of Fame class just with my respect for history. I think,
1: eh.
2: I think Devin Hester could have a shout for the Hall of Fame. The rest of that list, I'm a little bit like, Bridget. I'm the, these
0: guys dominated back in the day. The yeah, thing sure. is, the thing is, is that it's just it's
2: weird. It's just weird that yeah. there's no, like, recent player. That I don't think that's ever happened.
1: Like, yeah. I don't remember I don't, that. And I mean, I, good, good on the NFL for respecting the past, but. They, they do that, like, they do, like, half half past, half present every year, and there was no present. I do
2: kind of like the fact that they put a ref in the Hall of Fame.
1: That's that good kinda Honestly, cool. good that. yeah. yeah that that is I kind of agree cool. with that. Congratulations. That's, like, the only one that I actually, and my, the first Jags player. My sure. one thing is, I know
0: you said Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Another player who I really thought was going to get in. Jared Allen,
1: I thought he, well, yeah, I don't know, yeah. but is he a first ballot? Apparently not.
0: I don't know.
2: I
1: mean, I, I he, guess not. According he, to
0: the
2: NFL, no, he,
1: he had he and,
0: had an amazing career. I mean, he I'm did.
1: Pretty,
2: yeah, I'm great. pretty sure all of these snubs will have more years of eligibility. Oh, they will. Mistaken. Yeah, I'm so, <sighs> sure they'll get in at some point. Reggie, I, I can, I think Reggie Wayne will get in. Oh, yeah. Okay, I am sure Reggie Wayne, Devin Hester, probably Jared oh, Allen, yeah. Demarcus. I don't know about Torrey Holt. It just wasn't their
1: time. It just wasn't their time this year. I feel like Torrey Holt will make it then. I, I just said who on all of these guys, and I'm pretty sure I'll hear flack from my grandpa because my oh. grandpa will remember all of these guys and be like, they were fantastic. What are you talking about, Andrew? And I'll be like, you might, you grandpa, might get a flack from a lot of people. <laughs> I don't remember any of these guys because I wasn't alive, nor did I just, I wasn't around at that point in time. But I'm just going to read off Reggie's career accolades just real oh, quick. And this is why I'm, I cannot, I cannot believe that he isn't in here he's got a super bowl he's got three all pro selections six pro Bowls, nfl receiving leader in 2007 colts ring of honor and the pro football reference creates a score for an average hall of famers based on their career stats and accolades average hall of famer has a score of 104 reggie wayne's 108 more than deserving good for reggie Wayne. he'll get it in a couple years now fine
2: to the reason we have zach in the studio today Woo-hoo! um NBA trade deadline closed last night, and there were some moves. So, oh, there were some moves. There were some moves. We're not just going to talk. Uh, uh, we're not going to talk about the trade specifically. We're going to highlight the winners and losers of this NFL trade period. And I'm liking one of the winners on the list. There by the
0: way. were a lot of things that happened. I am not going to cover everything. I'm simply just going to cover who did the best. Who did the worst?
2: I like that I would agree very, very simple. I would agree. Right. Um, yeah, so starting we're gonna go we're gonna go one good, one bad and we'll just alternate All a right. little bit. 76ers got a couple guys in the building, got a couple guys out of the building. <laughs> what do you think?
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing is that the 76ers what I like what they did. I like what they're doing right now. The thing that that I see that the 76ers are doing right now is that they are competing. For now, they are going all in right now to win the Eastern Conference. Because I'm not going to say that the Eastern Conference is wide open, but I kind of feel as though this season there's a little bit of, like, there's there's a bunch of teams that are, like, very, very close to one another. If you mm. look at the Eastern Conference standings from first to eighth place, six and a half games. Yep. Not too bad. That's really close. That is that's close, especially at the All Star break, right? Yes, yeah. that's really, really close. And the Sixers are three games out of first place. They did not have. Wow. They did not have a single guy. Now, okay, excluding Seth Curry, but and they obviously don't have him anymore. Yeah, they did not have that key guard on their team. Mm-hmm to go out and facilitate the offense.
1: I would like no disrespect to Seth, but I wouldn't say that he's like he
0: I maybe.
1: Uh, Seth was there was a good he's a solid important, player, right? Important, yeah. important yeah. Solid go-to player. scorer.
0: Yeah. H- adding James Harden to the mix with Joel Embiid is huge for this organization. My- they are going out and winning now.
2: Mm. I would I, I would agree, but my kind of cutback is we've seen how James Harden has worked with other superstar individuals. Yeah. It, with his last two teams, Chris Paul, um, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie. It's just not clicking. I think when you have James Harden on a team, he needs to be running the show. And working with other superstars to run the show together is not always a strong suit. It's so. not
0: always a strong suit, but all of the guys that you mentioned, none of them are a center. None of them are a center. None of That's them That's true. None of them are a, none of them are guys who are back to the basket scores like Joel Embiid and mm. can go out and play solid defense. And with Joel Embiid, the spacing is kind of weird, but he is a he's actually a pretty decent three-point shooter. Yeah. And James Harden knows how to find guys and kick it out for three. Yeah. He's and very, very good at spacing the floor. I am not a Philadelphia 76ers fan at all, but going out and actually getting James Harden, I mean, sure. You lost Seth Curry. You lost a couple of draft picks. You lost Andre Drummond. Not that big of a deal if you're going out and winning now. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that could have tried to do
2: this, but none of them probably would have succeeded like Philadelphia did. Yeah, I, I guess so. And and we'll see how the Seventy ers do. But I mean, maybe maybe they've found. Oh, their th- team. this could completely backfire. <laughs> this could completely backfire. This could James Harden again. But maybe James F- Harden has finally found the system in the team where his skill set will work it, best. And isn't his
1: contract up at the end of this year? Like yes. So so, so he could leave.
2: They could. He could. This, I mean, this
0: has to be a.
1: They either win. The they whole either thing win. Or they either
0: win this year, or it's not happening.
2: It's
1: Ooh. gonna. Yeah. So. And <laughs> the
0: And it's it's a It's a what I like to call a high risk, high reward situation mm. because yeah. there is a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference. We have the Heat. We have the Bulls. We have the Nets. We have the Bucks. We have the Cavs, which I will get to in a second. Mm. There are so many teams that could actually go out and win the conference this year. Yeah. The and Indiana
2: Pacers.
1: No. No. Okay. <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But the first losers, which I almost disagree with, but I want to hear what you think about this, the New Orleans Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans, yeah. Um. I personally didn't really
0: like what they did. And it's solely because I am not a fan of C.J. McCollum. I'm really not Um. because of the fact that that what I wanted the Pelicans to do in the in the trade deadline was go out and help their defense. They were one of the worst teams they have been, one of the worst teams in the NBA in regards to defensive efficiency, and what did they do? They went out and got a score first guard who can't play defense and they shipped away their best guard in Josh Hart that plays defense. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I I would I would I would back that idea. Um I think if Zion Williamson ever plays basketball again. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They have a a, a very threatening offense. Yes, they need to find a big defense. They need to find a defensive key to this team, but yeah, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, CJ McCollum is a good offense. Oh, it's a great offense. But what in the world is
1: wrong with Zion again? It's like his foot. Like it's for like the of time, it's, like his it's his foot. Everything.
0: It's his foot, but I think it, what it has to do with is the amount of
1: weight that's what yeah, I thought. Yeah, he has on he's, his foot. What? Because he's so he's you're telling me he's too fat and it's hurting his foot. So I, I would I, right? <laughs> I wouldn't use the term fat. I he's, would use. I mean. Think how
2: um, Charles Barkley was the 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 I think they called him the big round mound of rebound. But yes, but Charles he, was like kind of fit though, was he not? He was a he was a he fit, could run the floor. Yeah. He could run the floor, but he did have some some health problems, especially later in his career. The issue is Zion Williamson had that weight to begin with. Charles Charles Barkley started like a thin fit yeah. guy, and then his weight problems came. Okay, Zion Williamson is starting his career. With, with, weight weight problems, with weight problems, which is which is derailing a lot of I love right Zion now. I mean
0: we I all we all saw his high school mixtape so cool. how cool that was so cool to watch and we're not being able to witness how good this guy actually is we know the potential we know yeah. how good Zion is last season he averaged 27
1: and was an all-star No I'm not a big guy on like college basketball regular season like my brother's huge into IU which is kind of meh but i actually took time out of my day you're saying that as a ball state student right yeah <laughs> yes obviously um yep anyway uh so i took time out of my day one time to watch like duke play north carolina like in the regular season that's the game that zion like broke his shoe open yeah and i'm like i why am i watching a college basketball regular season game about two teams i don't care about because zion was it's so it's because drawing. of the hype
2: that zion yeah. brought when drake has your jersey in high school, you've got the hype. Exactly. It's also exactly.
1: Drake. I love Zion. That's that's it's the Drake curse. That's why. <laughs> yep. That's why he you turned. know. I could see that. I don't, <laughs> <I don't, laughs> but hate that. but I love Zion.
0: It's just a matter of time of if the Pelicans can actually get their full roster. If they get all those guys they still have no defense. Mm. Yeah. They still have no defense. They have a great offense, but that's what like a 7 seed in the conference that would get swept by the 2 seed. Yeah. Like that's the that's the ceiling of this team. Mm-hmm. And I like I I like them going out and making moves. It's just I was not a fan of it. Yeah. Okay.
2: And yeah, moving on. Um we know Cleveland football is not doing too hot right now. <laughs> But apparently Cleveland basketball is off. Doing the well, this time I want to shout out my
0: man and he is a Newslink sports guy, Caleb Zuver. He is Zub. an absolute Cleveland Cavalier fanatic. He loves the Cavaliers, and he would agree with me on this that they won in the trade deadline. Going out and getting Karis LeVert from the Indiana Pacers was a big, big need that they
1: had. Mm, they this- had
0: this team was so weird, and I'll let you get to your point in a second. But th-
1: this, <laughs> this, this, oh, no, no, this, totally. Fair. let the man take the reins. This, <laughs> this team
0: was so weird because they have a bunch of these really small guards. Mm-hmm. And then their lineup was just filled with these seven footers that were just out like Lowry Markinen and Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, who are all like seven feet tall, just all being in the exact same lineup. And it was really weird to see, but they didn't have a premier score first guard. They had Garland, who could do that, but he's starting to become more of a facilitator now Mm -hmm. that Colin Sexton's out for the year. And they needed a guy like that. And getting Karis LeVert, who also is just now reuniting with Jared Allen. So, I mean, they can play defense. They can shoot. They can play offense. They can really do everything right now. And they are a scary team. And I just would like to say, they are one and a half games out of
2: first place. Wow. This... This move kind of shocked me because I did not think the Pacers were going to get Le- let Lavert go. I thought, yeah,
1: I thought he was. <laughs> he's locked he's in. relatively young. He got drafted. He is, tw- he is my, twenty-seven. Yeah, yeah, the, the, that's what
2: I thought. the The sports editor for my news for my daily news section is huge, aggressive, very Pacers fanny, and was all over Lavert at the beginning of the season. And I was thinking, no way they can let him go. He's performing well. He's having a good season. And then oh, he's gone. Um, but do you think this is a little bit performance based? Because let's let's be a little honest. I don't think we had the Cavs performing this well at the beginning of the season. No, we
0: hadn't seen this since LeBron James. No, was there. this
2: type of this type of of play and this this success was not happening. It, it's so. a it's a huge
0: part of them going out and drafting Evan Mobley with the third pick. Hmm. That was huge. He is easily the best rookie in this class so far. He can score. He can rebound. He can block. He can do literally everything for this team. He can run the floor. He can space the floor, which is huge in today's NBA. And this guy, he he does everything. Evan Mobley does everything. I mean, I, I it's unreal. He doesn't have, like, the stats of a superstar, obviously, but you know that Evan Mobley's playing in a game because of the impact that he has on this Cavs team. If he is not there, honestly, they'd probably be like a 10 seed.
1: Okay, so then the the other loser that you have on this list, Dallas Mavericks. I thought they did good. Didn't they get rid of Chris Stapps Or Yes. The problem
0: is that they added another guard. They added yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie to a team that has – Luka Doncic, and the backup, Jalen Brunson, who is playing very, very good this year. Ha- going out and getting another guard to me, I mean, I, um, I'm just going to let everybody on the podcast know right now, Chris Taps Porzingis is, is my least favorite player in the NBA. <laughs> he, I kind of saw that a he little bit. is my least favorite player. And I guess it's good in the sense that they shipped out his contract. Like, that's good. It's just the way that the way that they're trying to build this team around Luka, to me makes no sense. They're building it around guards. It, it's yeah. just it's weird. It's I mean, weird. I liked
2: I liked Porzingis in New York. I liked yeah. I liked his his style. I liked his his draw as a player. I think we never saw what the Mavericks were trading for mm-hmm. when he was in Dallas. And then, even worse, I think the Mavericks got very little out of this trade. They I got was, they got uh, Spencer Dinwiddie
0: and Davis Bertans, who are two guys who actually have really big contracts. So they didn't really even save any money. Not it was like cash no, considerations. Yeah, kind of exactly. Thing. Not yeah. not
2: a not a crazy amount of talent, big contracts. And I was I was almost confident that
1: they would get a couple draft picks in there, mm-hmm. but they didn't.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's are, I mean.
1: Andy yeah. go go ahead. i to be honest, the last thing I remember seeing about uh Porzingis on like any mainstream news was him losing a parlay for some dude for like had like three <laughs> first time like first basket scores. Like the go a wide open, open layup up. and he <laughs> lost the guy seventy six thousand dollars. And, and he, he sent him a free like basketball or something like that.
0: He he felt nice, and so he gave him a signed Kristaps Porzingis Dallas Mavericks jersey.
1: Oh, well, that's geez. what it was. <laughs> what well, well, the
2: Dallas the, the Dallas Mavericks posted on February eighth, yeah, that they they it was a picture of Porzingis on the sidelines, all dressed up. He wasn't he wasn't playing in the game that night, and they said soon soon. And I was like, soon we're trading <laughs> him. Or what's going on there? <laughs> um, oh man! But another winner and. I think all Indiana fans will love this. The Woo-hoo! Pacers, Indiana Pacers, yes. Should I start um,
1: caring again, or no? Like, give it like three give years. It, give, it, give it a year. Give it a year. Wait next year. Okay, um, we'll
0: do. My thing is that I'm a big Tyrese Halliburton fan. I'm also a really big Deer and Fox guy. Um, so seeing Tyrese go into a different situation where he can actually like flourish right now is really good to see. Um, the Kings, on the other hand, I'm a little confused as to what they were going for. I'm going to be honest because they um, statistically had the second worst defense in the entire NBA. And what did you go out and do? You go out and get three guys, more specifically a all-star, who can't play defense. Domas? Yes. Sabon, Domas and Sabonis cannot play defense. Everybody who has watched a Pacers game knows that. Yeah. And. Yeah. But the,
2: but I don't watch a lot of Pacers games. But the Pacers games I've watched,
0: he he can't play defense. He can't play defense at all. But the Pacers, they got three honestly pretty solid guys. Obviously, I love Halliburton. I think he's great. I think he's going to do really well with Chris Duarte. Uh, Buddy Heald is another really good shooter. Yeah. Um.
2: I don't think that all of these guys will be here next season. Um.
0: We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh,
2: but but I, I like it. I like the, the Pacers going youth, going big up, big big ceilings. Yeah. May not all hit them, but you grab 30 M&Ms out of the jar, and 50, 15 of them are red, you know? You'll drop the other 15.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the Pacers, it's they— an Interesting analogy. It was a terrible <laughs> analogy. Like, halfway <laughs> through that analogy, <laughs> I was like, what am I doing here? They— the Pacers are nineteen and thirty-seven this God, year. Why? They are thirteenth in the Eastern Conference. They're not going for a play-in game. They're just going to re- revamp this roster. That's mm-hmm. really what they're trying to do. No, I
2: think we can win it all <laughs> easily. Yeah, yep. As as we can tell, Andy has not been watching the NBA. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, he used they, to. They're just trying to revamp their roster, and I think that this is right now a step in the right direction for this team. They've been kind of one of those like mid teams in the NBA the forever, time. just kind of like
2: hovering, yeah. not getting better, not
0: getting no, worse. They're not just getting better. They're not getting worse. They make the playoffs every year,
1: and then they just kind of lose in the first round, or maybe make the second round. That describes every single Indiana Pro team ever. The yeah. Colts are like that every year. The Pacers are like that every year. Yeah, it's we, sometimes strange. we're good.
0: Until you get, like, a Peyton Manning. Uh,
2: at least you're not Detroit. Yeah. I mean, uh, other than the Red Wings for a couple of years and maybe the Tigers in the early 2000s, the entire – all Detroit sports franchises have been in a perpetual state of rebuilding. Yeah, I'm like sitting great. As a, as a
0: Chicago Bulls fan, I'm sitting pretty good yeah, right no, now. Yeah, you're looking, looking good.
2: good. I, I, I put in our in our preseason column for, for the daily news that I had the Bulls going to the finals. Ooh. So. I'm on your back. You're, <laughs> it's
0: looking pretty good right now. But yep. the last team that I want to highlight for losers, and I think we can all agree on this, if you've been watching the NBA.
1: I actually have been paying attention to this team. I be Well, I kind of can't not pay attention the to this The Los NBA. Angeles Lakers.
2: Showtime. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I,
2: uh. I think the funniest part about this is not only is this team not making moves to get better. Not making moves to free up some money. Not making moves to do anything with their team. You've got their star player, LeBron James, in an interview saying, "Is this team championship caliber right now?" No. It just no he, he just said he no. Did he just say no? He just said no. He said, "Do I think this team is is championship caliber right now?" No. Is that what you want to hear? No. No. <laughs> like, what? why even watch? You've got you've got a guy that big who, let's be real, probably has a lot of swing in the front office. Oh yeah, he does. I thought he was gonna like. Axe the whole team like doesn't he usually do that what i was expecting
1: GM. Wh- what i was
0: <laughs> <laughs> what i was expecting <laughs> and what nba fans wanted him to do was just get rid of Russell Westbrook, and they didn't do it.
1: Were not they trying to trade him for like John Wall? But they wanted to pick and Russell Westbrook for John Wall or something like that. Yeah, it they wasn't... wanted to pick
0: and John Wall for Russell Westbrook, and the and I think it was
1: the Rockets that said no. Okay, not and at th- all. then I saw a report that they're looking just at the buyout market. What even is that?
0: Uh, it's, it's a really complicated situation, but it basically involves money and basically is like allowing players to buy out and then be able to be signed by a team. They're trying to get Dennis Schroeder back on the team. Um, and I don't even know if he wants to go there. Well, to be fair, he is in
2: Houston right now. That sounds so So, fun. I would, I would not want to be in Houston.
0: (laughs) Uh, the Lakers are... I think in the play-in game and they are sitting at a pretty twenty-six and
2: thirty. I think the right Lakers on. are just in free fall right now. Yes, this we is, this is what happens when the NBA super team experiment just dies.
0: Yes, we are seeing the decline of this super team right in front of our eyes. I mean, would anybody expect a lineup of Russell Westbrook, Avery Bradley, Trevor Ariza, LeBron James, and Dwight Howard in twenty twenty two? To
2: win a title? No, no. Honestly, no. Not not not. In any Maybe league. in twenty twelve. Yeah, and I think I think they're just. It's just it imploded. It it just, it just imploded. imploded
0: right in front of them. They 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 have I what I've noticed the past, especially several weeks, is they have had a lot of games come down to the wire, and then they just collapse. They they'll be leading, and then they'll just collapse. They'll be like getting back into a game, and then they'll just collapse. I don't know what's going on. I think Russell Westbrook genuinely is part a big part of the problem.
1: But then what's wrong with Anthony Davis? Is he, he out for the year?
0: No. He, what happens is that he goes into a game and then injures himself. Uh, and then comes back after 3 to 5 weeks and then just injures himself and we just see the same cycle over yeah. and over and over again. He's a great player. He just he just in- gets injured. injury issues.
2: I mean that yeah. that plagues a lot of great players. Um, yeah. But Okay. This, well, this begs the question because obviously
0: the trade deadline is a big factor into you know who's going to win the yeah. title. Any teams that you guys see potentially going out? I keep
1: hearing the the Bucks. Right? Um, they're still like one of the, the top. The Bucks one- are Bucks, still yeah.
2: a very I, solid the, team. The Clippers don't look terrible. They have not had a whole lot of play from either Kawhi Leonard or Paul George, and are still sitting pretty in the East. Uh, in the West, sorry. Yes. Um, I think once once they get a little bit of their injury issues sorted, they could be a little <laughs> bit more of a threat um, coming playoff time.
0: Yes. They they also just signed Norman Powell and Robert Covington from the yep. Trailblazers who – They did that very quietly as they did well. That, they, they did that. They were like, here, yeah, take, sh- these, sh- take these guys. <laughs> we're just going to <laughs> um, slide but this across the they're table. not going to see not, – Kawhi is not coming back for the rest of the year um, be just because – ACL or whatever whatever he whatever he got in his leg it's um out for the rest of the year. Paul George has been really iffy. I think he he's still going to be out for a while. Um like that but if them when they get
1: healthy next season, that lineup is really good. Looks good mm. going forward.
0: Yeah. Andy, are there you you said the Bucks, right?
1: Yeah, and then the Bulls are up there too, right? The Bulls, Cavs are up there. The top team in the Eastern Conference right now is the Miami Heat. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. What about the Warriors? Are they still they're still doing good with the Clay, Warriors, right? The Warriors
0: are second in the West. Warriors oh, are yeah. still
1: good. Warriors are always good. The Warriors are always good. It's gonna yeah. be Warriors Bucks. I'm calling it now. I said I, I
2: think don't I, know. I think I said I think I, I said Lakers <laughs> Bulls in my prediction. I think I'll take That's, back the Lakers yeah, side. Maybe. I'll put Please I'll, take back the Lakers side. I'll put <laughs> Warriors up there, maybe. Let's I would just Warriors. like
0: to say that the Lakers right now at the Season ended today. They would have to be playing against the Pelicans in the play game.
2: That's funny. That's and fun. uh, considering
0: would've... how good the Pelicans' offense can be, could you imagine if the – I could honestly see a, a game where the Pelicans beat the Lakers.
2: Well, yeah, I could see a game where that – I mean, the Lakers don't play a lot of defense either. So I could, no. I could see a 120-point a game on either side of the court. Oh,
0: yeah, 100%. <laughs>
2: um, moving on into our wrap-up segment – we got a big day on Sunday. Anybody want to guess what that big day is? Uh, it's
1: commercial Church. day.
2: Commercial day? Church? Yes. Eminem is performing in some stadium. Yeah.
0: Snoop Dogg's going to be there. Dr. Dre and Mary J. Blige will be there, too. Ooh.
2: The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is hey, this Hey, and by
1: the way, just <laughs> I, I just want to say about the Super Bowl, I think it should be a national holiday. And if not... Make Monday a national holiday, or, so we don't well, it's have school. On, it's or on a
2: Sunday. There's a, it's already its own national holiday. Do it. Do, do a Super Bowl Saturday. That would be so much better. Yeah, I'd be fine and too. I I'm would. I, would that. I could get behind a Super Dude, Bowl. I would Saturday. have no problem Saturday. with that. I would. Agree, I would agree with that. But big game, big game, Well, obviously it's a Super Bowl. Come on, Andy, you're gonna go first. Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams, six p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC.
1: Who you got? Well, it's the last game for Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. My childhood oh, is yeah. dying. It's going out. Is Chris Collinsworth kind of annoying by calling every single NFL player ever one of the greatest guys to ever play football? Maybe <laughs> well, look slightly. At, well, look at this
0: guy right here. Yeah, well, this guy,
1: one of the greatest NFL players ever. Whatever. No, and Al Michaels, that buttery voice, I'm going to miss him. And Chris Collinsworth, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to kind of miss the voice and just the nostalgia of that. But good way for them to go out. I think the Super Bowl will be good. But I have the Rams winning thirty-one to seven teams, seven teams, seventeen. Um, my kind of keys to the game: uh, the Bengals' offensive line will be bottled up by Aaron Donald, uh, Von Miller, uh, Leonard Floyd, and Jalen Ramsey. I know all of those guys aren't on the uh, defensive line. Well, Jalen Ramsey gets a sack. Yeah, yeah they there. could. He yeah. kind of does
2: whatever he yeah. wants on the defense. Jalen can do whatever I think he wants. No, no one stops him.
1: <laughs> I think um, obviously the playoffs are where all of your just your the bad parts of your team are just exposed. And I feel like last year, the bad part of the Chiefs team was their offensive line, and that got exposed wildly in the Super Bowl. And obviously, the Bengals' offensive line is much worse than the Chiefs' offensive line. I think that'll get exposed, especially by the insane human specimen that is Aaron Donald. I don't even know how that guy exists, but he himself might be able to take out three or four of their offensive linemen. (laughs) I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I think the Bengals can win despite their O line, but I think it'll be their downfall. Um, and I think Aaron Donald is hungry, like he wants it bad. And I feel like he's ready to go. I feel like McVeigh's ready to go. He's got a plan to stop these guys. And I think I, I think this is going to be the biggest game of Stafford's life, and he's going to come out and just he's going to take it. I don't think. And the, but the Bengals could win. They have nothing else to lose. I would agree. Rams have all the expectations. Bengals just go out there with some swag, some Joey Sheisty swag, Joey B. Win it? I don't know. Who knows? Cool? I could be wrong, but um, I think they won't. What's
0: Did, the what? What was your final score
1: for that? 31-17. 31-17, Okay. Yeah, All I right. think that's a solid score. Uh, personally, I,
2: I would agree. I think um, I've got Rams thirty-one, Bengals ten. I think you guys are giving this <laughs> Bengals offense way too much credit. Oh come on! I think you, you're looking at you're looking at Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase. You're looking at yeah. that offensive line of Oof. who. Against Uh, Riley Reef. Yes, Riley Reef.
1: Cool guy. Cool guy.
2: (laughs) I am gonna assume he's a wonderful guy, but
1: I have no I'm assuming they're all nice guys. Why not? Eli Apple
2: is their standout corner this year for the Cincinnati Bengals. (laughs) He's going to get torched by Cooper Cup.
1: Hey no, don't do not slander Jesse Bates, okay? (laughs) He's a Fort Wayne man. Jesse Bates went to my dad's high school.
2: Yeah. Good for Jesse Bates.
0: Where'd your dad go to high school? He went to, uh, he, yes. If you have any Fort Wayne people out there, he went. There to, will be a lot. He yes. went to Fort Wayne Snyder. He went to Fort Wayne Snyder. He played. He was the starting quarterback at Fort Wayne Snyder. Interesting.
2: Good for Mister Greer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not a fan of Snyder football, to be completely I think, honest with you. But whatever. I think
2: this is the biggest game of Stafford's life, and he is going to be slinging that ball. All over the field. Um, if the Rams, mm. the Rams are going to try to balance their run game with their with their aerial attack, and and Cam Anchor going to get his touches as long as he's not fumbling the ball too often, <laughs> they'll be okay. I think the Bengals are still young. I don't I don't think they'll be able to get it done on this biggest stage. I have OBJ and Cooper Cup both going for at least a hundred yards in a TD. Jeez. Rams front seven is gonna get and like how many a, yeah. offensive yards are you expecting the Rams? Like Eight hundred offensive
0: like yards, four hundred and fifty <laughs> offensive <laughs> yards.
2: They, I, I am calling it. They are gonna run all over the Bengals defense. I, I,
1: I am underqualified. I am a knucklehead. Hold, hold I might be
2: completely wrong. Okay,
1: so you just said that they're that both OBJ and Cub are gonna go over one hundred yards, and they're going to destroy them and shred them on running with cam Akers as well Man, no zach, no 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 and no. zach oh, taylor whoa. is Sorry. the coach of the
2: year everybody <laughs> <laughs> let me let me re, let me rephrase this they're gonna balance it with
1: cam Akers. cam Akers is gonna be their third and short guy balancing is not two guys going for over 100 yards though that's i I'm, i i get 200 yards zach coming understands from. me I the know. nba guy knows what i'm talking I about here talking about.
2: i think i, I cam anchors is their in-between guy but I still think OBJ and Cooper Cup are going to get the ball a lot. I think they're going to lean heavily on their aerial attack. I don't think Cam Akers is going to go for 100 yards. I think Cam Akers is going to get them third down conversions when they need He's third gonna down go for conversions. Like
1: 45. He's going to go for 45, maybe two. That's not balancing at all. It's like 250 yards from two guys and then 45 from one.
2: Yeah, I can see it. I have
1: no How faith. How is that shredding the Bengals? I, I, okay. I,
2: I love me my Matthew Stafford, and I have no faith in this Bengals defense. That's just my opinion, Zach. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I kind of have the exact same opinion that all that both of you guys have. Why do we um, never
2: have differing opinions? Because we're because we're, we're smart. We are okay. smart, underqualified knuckleheads. <laughs> Fine.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think it will come down to a McPherson kick on this one. I think that it'll be close in the first half, and then the Rams will just proceed to pull away due to how good this defense is. I think that the key factor on this defense. Is not Donald, it's not Ramsey for me, it's Leonard Floyd. Mm. Okay, he is he's going to be the key factor. He's been amazing, he has been a pest all playoffs long. Whoa, my microphone just <laughs> retracted. Yes, he's been a pest all playoff long. And I just want to say this really quickly before my mic apparently breaks. <laughs> um, that Cup is going to get his yards, and Eli Apple is not good. Choby Woozy is pretty good as well, but if if you're going up against OBJ and Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson, I don't think that they really have that much of a chance. Actually, they have a chance. They have a chance. Um, but I love Leonard Floyd. I want him to win MVP so badly. I'm pushing the Leonard Floyd MVP. Final
1: score, 34-20 LA Rams. So, it, it looks like we all have the Rams. Um, my and f- congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals for winning the Super Bowl. Because... We're not going to get this right. I think we're going to get this right. <laughs> I, no, no,
0: I think. <laughs> no, imagine, imagine the Bengals just go out and win, like, 38-0. to
2: 0. <laughs> would be fun. My, my favorite soccer team, Arsenal, is owned by a guy named Stan Kroenke. If you know that name, he also owns the L.A. Rams. And as much as I don't like him for what he's done with Arsenal, I believe he'll be holding like, the Vince Lombardi it's, trophy. It's in the Rams stadium. They, come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. That that about wraps it up for our longest episode to date. Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us for for all of the fun stuff. Fifty five minutes. Hey, we're good. We're good. Thank you so much, Zach, for for joining us on the pod today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I
0: hope that I can come back anytime that you guys talk about basketball or football because yeah, yeah. you're and a the great en- guy to talk the to. The NFL, the NFL is coming to an end, and we're you guys. Some content's going to be needed. So anytime that you need NBA. I'm your guy. Yes. We've, we've got plans. Don't Hopefully worry. we'll
1: have a mic that doesn't retract on you in the middle of a <laughs> sentence next week. We'll work time. on that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again very much, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm going to do this every week. Uh-huh,
2: obviously.